Welcome back to this Christmas episode of the Upper Room Family Podcast. I am uh, just hoping that your family celebrations uh, at Christmas time are a blessing to you all and you are all just uh, enjoying this season where we have the incarnation of uh, our Lord and Savior, uh, God becoming a man. And uh, what a celebration. Rejoice in that today. I'm actually taking a little bit of a break from our own Christmas uh, festivities uh, right before uh, Christmas dinner, and just thought that I wanted to share with you all, um, you know, what we did today, uh, because it was a little bit different, and um, yeah, what our family does on on Christmas Day. So, uh, wanted to share with you first and foremost, I am just uh, so thankful that my kids do not get us up at five a.m. or six a.m. Uh, they kindly let us sleep, and to me. That is a a great gift for Julie and I. So we started our morning uh, just very relaxed, uh, no no agenda. Um, my oldest got our fire going, and they all sleep by the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve, and it's just a great time uh, together on Christmas Eve. Um, we watched the Chosen um, episode of uh, Christmas, and um, then this morning we really uh, spent probably about half an hour just reading God's Word together as a family, and uh, just wanted to share with you. So did you know that the first time we see a Christmas story is all the way back in Genesis? And so we started there uh, at uh, God uh, telling the serpent, telling um Satan, that he would put enmity between you and the woman. So Genesis chapter three, verse 15 says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Uh, Some translations will say he shall crush your head and you shall bruise his heel. Right there, God is telling Satan that there is one to come who will crush your head. So if we start all the way in Genesis, we can see all the way through the Old Testament of Satan attempting to, uh, you know, foil that plan, right? And I think that Satan may have even thought that uh, Abel might have been the one who was going to come and crush his head. And so he uh, maybe uh, had a hand in orchestrating uh, Cain's anger and uh, ultimate murder of Abel. Um, But, you know, we continue on and see you know, where, um, you know, where scripture tells us, uh, of this Christmas story. And we see all the prophecies in the old Testament and especially in Isaiah. Uh, but then we jump into the gospel accounts and we spent some time in Matthew, Matthew chapter one is starting in verse 18 says, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother, Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, Before they came together, before they had sexual relations, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Now, my kids are getting older uh, and, you know, we're having some deeper conversations about this. And, you know, what did that mean to divorce her quietly? And, you know, just understanding the culture there that uh, a woman who uh, by external accounts seemed to um, have been unfaithful or Joseph and her had had relations, right? Uh, Nobody uh, was looking around saying, well, that baby got in there somehow, Mary. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, it would have been the, um, 
It could have meant uh, a death to Mary uh, by stoning for being unfaithful. Uh, and, you know, he wanted to uh, be just to her and divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, I love how God just intervenes. Uh, it says, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, Joseph, in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. That is cited from Isaiah uh, chapter 7, verse 14. I believe, uh, and also, um, where is it here? Isaiah 8, 8 and eight ten. Um, so we get, uh, to continue on reading there, um, Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, I love this, uh, just a, such a faithful man of God. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not, meaning they did not have sexual relations until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Um, just thinking about Joseph and, and you know the husband that he was and the father of the incarnate uh, God, just what a man, right? Uh, we see a lot about Mary, or at least when I grew up, it was uh, a lot about Mary and her being chosen by God. And, and all of that is true. And all of that is just beautiful. But by default, <laughs> or not by default, but by plan and design, God also chose Joseph to be the father. And knowing that he was a just man, that uh, he was um, righteous in his own way, and that he was obedient to the word, to the Lord. Um, he did as the Lord commanded him, and uh, we see that time and time again throughout uh, the early uh, parts of Jesus' life where uh, Joseph uh, is is commended, and uh, yeah, I, I guess commended is the right word, but Joseph uh, did as the Lord commanded. He did as the Lord commanded. He did as the Lord commanded, and what a, what a testament to those of us who are fathers to uh, seek the Lord, to ask questions, to uh, do what we think uh, should be done. But if we receive a word from the Lord, we need to be obedient to that um, and do as the Lord commands us. All right, moving on. Uh, we uh, went right over to John. We skipped Luke We, as a family this morning. We, we went back to Luke's account at the very end, uh, but we went to uh, the book of John here as I flip uh, through the Bible. I'm doing this in the car, uh, just on my iPhone, so I hope the audio quality is, is good enough for you all. Uh, but we, we went to John chapter 1, right in the beginning. Uh, it says, the word became flesh, and... Uh, just so much richness in the scriptures here. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, 
and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. In verse 14, what we celebrate today, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. I just um, overcome this year by just the uh, the richness of the Christmas story that um, that I've just never seen before, right? And that we, um, I don't know, just sometimes the the familiarity of Scripture sometimes has a tendency to lose its its depth of meaning. And this year has been a year where I've really uh, enjoyed getting into and and just seeing the depth. And, and um, just fully realizing what this moment was. Um, I've been listening to Pastor Joby Martin's um, series this uh, last four weeks called Unwrapping Christmas, where he uh, just does a phenomenal job. I love it. can't recommend it enough. But just really understanding that there's a lot to unwrap around this story. There is so much that is happening in this birth of Christ is actually uh, really an act of war from heaven. And we see that all the way in Revelation. So I didn't know, and probably because I <laughs> didn't read the Bible enough or, or what happened here, but I didn't know that, uh, you know, there was a Christmas story of sorts in Revelation. So Revelation chapter 12, um, as you'll see here, your nativity scene needs to add a character. Chapter 12 in Revelation, And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains, in the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven, behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his head seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. So you all need to add a seven-headed dragon to your nativity scene as he was there to devour it. Uh, she continued on. She gave birth to a male child, the one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1260 days. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil, and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, he was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come, for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. 
And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. And when the dragon saw he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to the place where she is to be nourished for a time and times and a half a time. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with a flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. You know, the verse that comes to mind is we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And we see that right here in Revelation, that there is a war going on uh, of, of her offspring on those you and I who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. If you are holding to the testimony of Jesus, the incarnate God with us who came down to be man and to save us, right? The word becoming flesh, you hold to that testimony. This dragon is furious with you. And that's a good thing because we know that this war in heaven, Michael and his angels are fighting against this dragon and we will prevail. That was a fun one to read. If you've got teenage boys, you, uh, you got to read the account of the dragon being present at the birth of Christ. And, uh, my boys really, I think they like that. So we also got to find, uh, someone who can 3d print a seven headed dragon with seven crowns. If you can do that, let me know. I would love to have one. All right. Then we wrapped up in Luke and just to keep it short, Luke chapter two, this is, uh, this is really Mary's, um, primary account. Uh, this is really from the, I believe, you know, through the account of Mary, uh, and, um, yeah, let's, let's just unpack that real quickly. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this was the first registration when Quirinius, the governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph went up from Galilee to the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, lied him in the manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. I love this too. Uh, if you listen to this unwrapped Christmas series, which I, I again encourage you to do, um, it talks about how, again, your nativity may be a little bit inaccurate here. Uh, most nativities have these older gentlemen being shepherds, but it's likely more common that these uh, shepherds were probably my son's ages, 
13 to 15 year old boys um, who were out in the in the fields. If we think back all the way to David, right? Where was David when uh, he was to be crowned uh, king and anointed king? Well, he was the least of his brothers, <laughs> you know, uh, so he was out uh, tending the flocks. And uh, so the least of these, right? So who did, who did uh, the angels reveal themselves to and, and the star, right? God is, is orchestrating this, uh, you know, the magi to come, these, these brilliant thinkers, these magi, these, these kings in their own right, uh, but also to the least of these, right? To the shepherds, to these young boys. That's why I, went, I love when um, Jesus says, let the children come to me, right? He, he you know. He and his angels of hosts came to these boys. It also makes sense how, uh, you know, let's not forget that these angels are not uh, little naked babies with bows, right? (laughs) These are war creatures. These are angels. If you read through any of the descriptions of the angels, um, you will see (laughs) that these are uh, some intimidating uh, uh, creatures, right? And so... Uh, it makes sense why there might have been great fear among these uh, group of middle school boys uh, tending their flocks, right? They've, they've not seen something like this before. But the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there with the angels, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So the shepherds we see when the angels went away uh, into uh, the heavens, the shepherds said to one another, All right, I don't know what we just saw, but we better do that. Those those creatures uh, really compelled us, and those angels... Uh, you know, told us what we need to do. So let's go to Bethlehem to see this thing that's happened, uh, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, right? Like immediately, we got to run, we got to get there and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child and all those who wondered at it, at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart, only, like only a mother could, right? Um, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, for they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. At the end of eight days when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Uh, at home, we continued to read about Jesus, uh, uh, his presentation at the temple, and uh, Simeon's uh just that he, his eyes have seen your salvation. Uh, that's verse 30, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people, Israel. Uh, and here we see not only Mary marveling at what was said about him, but also his father. And, um, it's just, it's a, it's a touching moment. I, um, I cannot wait to learn more about Joseph as we, we tend to kind of lose a little bit of, of um, you know, Joseph's uh, story here and the father that he was. And uh, I just cannot wait to um, meet and, and to understand uh, Joseph's, uh, you know, what he was thinking and, and uh, the man that he was to, uh, to not only Jesus, his son, but to also, you know, his brothers, Jesus' brothers and, and his other children. 
Anyway, I hope that you spent some time in the Word today and are just truly grasping this concept that God, you know, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, May that just uh, meditate on your hearts uh, this week as you continue to celebrate and as it's, it's right and correct to celebrate the incarnation of Christ uh, every day and um, all week long, all year long, every month, that uh, the only reason that we have salvation um, available to us is because God became flesh and dwelt among us. May your families be blessed this week and uh, look forward to putting out some more uh, content throughout the new year. Uh, Julie's excited. We've got uh, spent some time uh, putting together um, some more topics for you, uh, specifically some funny topics on driving lessons that we learned uh, on a trip to Florida and uh, just, you know, some fun times together as a family. Uh, doing life together and getting into the word and our plans for 2024. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting uh, the podcast. If you could share it with your family and friends uh, that they may also be blessed. And until next episode, uh, continuing, continue to invest in your family and to lead well and to pursue God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Amen. Thank you.